celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Okay, good morning everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this almost Friday, Thursday, Race Day Las Vegas radio program. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, our home base, Sports Talk 1400 AM and 107.1 FM. We welcome you to the show. Well, today, here in Las Vegas, as I look out the window of the studio at 12 minutes after 7 AM Pacific time. Kind of like it was yesterday. Some clouds, some light, some dark, some open uh, portions of the sky that are nothing but blue and beautiful. The sun is shining in some places. That's the kind of scattered look that we have today here in Las Vegas. It's dry. And doesn't look like uh, there's any rain, really, except for the fact, coming into Vegas, I started out at home. It was sunny and nice driving down the freeway and then driving down uh, Jones Boulevard, heading north. I saw in the distance, way in the distance, though, it's like, you know, the mountains, lightning. So uh, that's the, that's what we got to deal with today here in Las Vegas. Right now, though, it is 86 degrees, 86 degrees. We're going to get up to just 100. They said we're going to top off at the, the C note, 100 today. And if you're looking to make plans to come up over the weekend, this is the type of weather we're going to have throughout the weekend. Tomorrow, we're going to pitch up to 102, and then uh, Saturday and Sunday, we're going to top off at 100 again. So we're getting into the normal temperatures at this time of the year here in Las Vegas, but uh, no no precipitation in sight, and really uh, no predictions of any monsoon stuff, but you never know about that because the conditions in the afternoon change. Sometimes it gets mixed up, and then you get the uh, conditions for a monsoon. So um, always fast, firm, and perp- perfect, though, on the race books, right? All right. Well, we welcome you to the show if you're listening here at uh, KSHP and 107.1 FM, and certainly those of you listening to us worldwide on the many different platforms that we have, so we can get this to you. Like our websites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas.world.global. And, of course, your devices, your iPhones, Androids. Um, <clears throat> you can get your uh, app for your devices, the KSHP app, at your app store. So you can hear us now on your app. And, of course, anywhere you get your podcasting. Welcome to the show, however, wherever, whenever you get us. Trials and Tribulations 
of Saratoga continue? And I know, I know Jonathan Ardern will have something to say about this. Now, you know what, what happened over the weekend. All right, now we get yesterday. Now, Saratoga is going to try to clean up the mess they had with that uh, taking the, the, the races off of the turf just before they entered the gate for the pick five. So now they try to, you know, put a happy face on that one. Andy Serling of NYRA did an interview with the guy in charge. That didn't go well, like a lead balloon. Then the NYRA said, well, here's what they're going to do. Saturday, they're going to seed the late pick five pool with a hundred grand. Yeah, okay. That'll make up for it, right? So anyhow, we get to yesterday. And now yesterday, uh, because of all of the rain and everything they had at Saratoga, they canceled the first race, which was a steeplechase race. All right, you don't want horses jumping over fences and landing hard on a soft turf course and doing that uh, looks like a, you know, a runner sliding into second base. So, okay, they canceled that. That figures, that's okay. Then we get uh, to the third race and the fourth, by the way, the fourth race. Classic catch win that race with an absolute fantastic great ride by Flavian Pratt. Get a chance, watch the replay of that race. A $7 winner, okay? So things are going well, and then boom, everything went out. I'm looking at the simulcast signal. No picture. Go to my phone app. Go to the New York uh, video feed. No picture. And we're waiting, and there's no picture. Turn on the cable TV network that uh, New York's got and and it's it's some poker game where horse racing should be so you go you go one of those uh-ohs and then uh, in a couple of minutes it comes up on the screen on the simulcast signal having technical difficulties and it went on that way just a, a static picture said having technical difficulties didn't say how long didn't say what, it, what what the technical difficulties might be. And certainly didn't say whether they were going to continue racing or not. So it goes on for a while. Finally, they, they come up and they post another update that says they've canceled the fifth race. It was a race for two-year-old maidens going six furlongs. Cancel the fifth race. Finally, it comes up. Uh, they, they're starting to get the power back, and it was a power outage, power uh, situation. I'm watching the cable TV. They come back, and they said there was a big tree that fell on Union Avenue and hit the power line, knocked out the power line to the track. Now, Union Avenue is the, the street that goes right by uh, Saratoga, the racetrack. So now <clears throat> we get it going again. And so they continue the races after a while, and they ran the sixth race on out to the last race. Now, the thing is, everybody understands that, you know, the betting drives the business and all that. I mean, it's, uh, that's uh, where everybody gets paid from, us gambling on it. But 
there was a lot of people wondering why didn't why don't you just run the fifth race at uh, why, the the race the horses were out there. I mean, why didn't you just run the race? I know people couldn't watch it, but you run the race. You have all the you know you have all of the officials there and everything else. You have the crowd there, so nothing's going to uh, nefarious happen. They're witnessing it. And just update all of us watching it technically through TV and all the other stuff a little bit later. They didn't do that. Or they could have just backed up the race and when the power came back on, shorten up post times and get all these races in. But they didn't do that. Okay, so fine. So now you get to the uh, last race. Obviously, they had to refund all the money in the pick six. Because that fifth race, the one they canceled, was the start of the pick six. And so the trials and tribulations at Saratoga continue. I'm kind of feeling sorry for them at this point. I mean, if they don't have a black cloud and a full moon over them, I don't know what. Anyhow, <clears throat> the uh, stakes race was won by Venti Valentine, paying 12.40 with Manny Franco aboard, outrunning Timeless Journey and Bexy Blue. Want to thank Jonathan Hardoon. He gave us the winner of the eighth race, and they did run it, and we did see it, and we did bet it. The eighth race winner into happiness, paying ten sixty. So the horse did give us some little happiness. Ten sixty for the win there for Jonathan. Thank you very much, Jonathan. There, that was uh, John Velasquez's second win of the day. Flavering Pratt had a couple of wins as well. Pratt was real. What a what a clinic Pratt put on in the fourth race. Terrific ride. If you get a chance, you got to see it. All right. So that you know that happened at Saratoga. Uh, we'll fill you in on uh, the interview that they had at Saratoga when Jonathan comes on, because you know he's going to win and say something about it. So we'll wait there. Um, <laughs> well, all I can say is uh, the other bit of news that kind of drew a lot of attraction, believe it or not, was the, uh, the Stronic people, first racing, they call themselves. Um had uh they're going to change they said they're going to change the date of the preakness stakes to be four weeks out from the Kentucky Derby and not the usual two weeks. Now whether this this shakes out to be uh a final or not, because I'm sure they're gonna get start getting the uh, backlash on that, which would mean New York Racing Association said they have no plans to change the date of the Belmont Stakes. So you got the Triple Crown that's going to, conceivably, if nothing changes after this, the Derby, four weeks later the Preakness, one week later the Belmont. Now, does that make any sense? My thinking is the first um, racing folks in making this first, throwing this first gauntlet down, is assuming that the New York Racing Association will have to push back the Belmont Stakes. And hence, after all of these years of these races being two weeks, two weeks, and then three weeks apart, two weeks apart, two weeks apart, and then three weeks apart, or two weeks from the Derby to the Preakness, three weeks to the Belmont, is going to change. All right, enough said there. I think I've gone just about as far with the news that I want to for, for a little bit anyhow. 
Don't forget Delmar's uh, first post time tomorrow is going to be a half hour earlier at 3.30 instead of 4 on Fridays, 3.30. Uh, and as uh, John Lindo alluded to yesterday, uh, for their uh, pick six uh, pools, they're going to have that mandatory pick six payout on Sunday, a mandatory. Whatever's left over into Sunday is a mandatory. The jackpot comes off. But Saturday, if you are the only single ticket winner in the pick six on Saturday, no matter what the pot is, they'll guarantee it up to a million dollars. If it's more than a million dollar pot, well, then you'll get whatever you get. I think I did enough. I'll tell you. Sometimes you wonder, don't you? All righty. When we come back, I'm going to give you the racing menu. And then when I get Jonathan on board, we're going to go over the two Breeders' Cup win and your in stakes races for the weekend. The Beverly D., which will be held at uh, Colonial Downs, and the Four-Star Day, which will be held at uh, Saratoga. Two races this weekend have Breeders' Cup win in your in implications. They'll get freebies into that, and we'll talk about that and all the other good stuff, including a surprise handicapper coming up. The racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Horse players, Los Alamitos has a big pick six carryover of over $45,000 this Saturday night. And with the new money to be wagered on Saturday, the total pool could be over $190,000. Remember, racing fans, Los Alamitos offers a traditional $2 pick six with no jackpot provisions. Our first post on Saturday night follows the final race at Del Mar. It should be a great pick six sequence at beautiful Los Alamitos Racecourse. And as always, the best of quarter horse racing continues at Los Alamitos Racecourse every Saturday and Sunday night featuring two of night racing's best bets the early and late pick fours looking for a great spot to enjoy the live racing action the vessels club has a great table just for you inside seating and patio tables are available for reservations call 714-820-2681 and of course burgard sports bar is open for every live racing program the best of racing a great pick six wager always at los alamitos remember we have a pick six carryover of over forty-five thousand dollars this saturday night Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered.
Creator from DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show. All righty, back on Race Day Las Vegas. Let's get right to the racing menu. That's right. Here's the racing menu of tracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Centers and racetracks around the country. First, post times are Pacific because this is Race Day Las Vegas, and we are in the Pacific time zone. These will be the first post times that roll out in our race books today. However, if you're listening anywhere else around the world on all those different platforms that we have to deliver this show to you, you'll have to adjust. From whatever time zone you're in to the Pacific time zone, so you don't miss anything like I miss Mom and Dad. Here we go. We begin with Delaware Park. Delaware Park has eight races. Their first post time is 9.30, 9.30 at uh, Delaware Park today. Next comes Saratoga. Yep, <laughs> Saratoga. By the way, uh, just for an FYI, they say that uh, the track is fast. You're off the turf, though. Races 1, 3, 7, 9, and 10 are off the turf. Okay. On to the main track. First race, five and a half furlongs main track. Third race, now a mile on the main track. Seventh race, mile and one-eighth on the main track. Eight, uh, ninth race, one mile now. Changed to a mile on the main track. Tenth race, five and a half furlongs on the main track. All main track races today. Track is fast, though, they say. Mostly cloudy and 67 degrees. No carryover in anything there. First post time of the 10 races today at Saratoga is at 10-10 this morning. Let's hope everything goes fine at Saratoga today. 10-10 first post time there. Colonial Downs has nine races. And look at this. Out of the nine races today at Colonial Downs, five are on the main track because they're trying to Save that turf course for the big uh, big races on Saturday, okay? Four turf, nine on the main. Uh, nine overall. Four turf, five on the main. First post time is 10.30 at Colonial Downs. Okay, that's unusual. Not the first post time, just all of the uh, main track races. All right, Horseshoe Indianapolis is next. Horseshoe Indianapolis has nine races, eight third reds. The last race is going to be a quarter horse stakes race at 350 yards. And uh, first post time at Horseshoe Indianapolis is 11.10. 11.10 at Horseshoe Indianapolis today. Then we get to Presque Isle Downs. Presque Isle Downs has a first post time of 12 high noon for their eight race card. And then we go next to Hawthorne Racecourse. Now, Hawthorne Racecourse does have uh, some carryovers. Uh, Hawthorne has a pick six jackpot carryover, $3,213. They have a super high five jackpot carryover of $1,307, and their first post time for eight races is at 12.30. Then we go up to Woodbine, north of the border, Woodbine. They have seven races, just seven races today at Woodbine. They have a pick six jackpot carryover, $30,042. Their super high five jackpot carryover, however, is $283,763. Seven races, first post time, one fifty. Del Mar, you know where, where? Where the turf meets the surf. Down in old Del Mar. Take a plane, take a train.
Del Mar. First post time, 2 o'clock today. Eight races at Del Mar today and a pick six jackpot carryover. $225,350. 2 o'clock, first post at the beach. Penn National has eight races. Their first post time is 3 o'clock this afternoon. 3 o'clock at Penn National. And uh, they have a super high five jackpot carryover, $1,396. 3 o'clock, first post, Penn National. Canterbury Park has eight races. Six thoroughbreds. The last two races will be quarter horses. Their first post time is 3.05. Evangeline Downs has nine races, and their first post time is at 3.30. 3.30 at Evangeline. And then we wrap it up with Charlestown Races, where their pick six jackpot carryover is $21,811. Eight races, first post time, 4 p.m. And that is your racing menu for this almost Friday, Thursday, race day. A lot of good propositions out there i think mr jonathan hardoon i know you've been chomping at the bit good morning good morning ralph how are you i'm just fine how are you today in that beautiful town of saratoga <laughs> boy now we having a tough week i would oh, say oh man oh man oh man of chevis you're right ralph well i you know i had a horse a friend that had a horse in the fifth race yesterday he drove up all the way from long island and they're in the paddock and all of a sudden Everything goes dark. It's just amazing. Uh, you're right. They couldn't run the race because I guess the starter gate is, is hooked up to some sort of electrical power, so they couldn't get it to open. So that idea wouldn't have worked. All right. All right. However, hold hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Just a second. You're telling me that a place doesn't have a generator, generator a backup generator? <laughs> That's what you're telling you me think. for the starting gate? I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> okay. I'm just telling you. All right, what go happened. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but but you're right. They should have run the race and then move every other post back five minutes or move it up five minutes to yeah. get it into the right time slots sure. that they needed. But to just cancel the race, I mean, people came. I'm telling you, I have a friend that drove up four hours. Now they're going to run the race back on Sunday, so he has to come back again on Sunday. And uh, it just gives everybody a bad taste in their mouth. All right, so now the New York Racing Association president and CEO, Dave O'Rourke, went on with Andy Serling yesterday to uh, to try to explain this. And simply put, he said, they dropped the ball. He said, our intention was to refund everything, which is slightly out of the norm, but it felt like the right thing to do. We were not able to refund the pool the stewards ultimately make the decisions in terms of what are in the rules and what are not. And once in a while, you'll find gaps in the for strange situations. He said we were not able to refund, he said. What well, that, that, that's probably not very true because, yeah. listen, what they did was illegal according to their rules also because they switched mm -hmm. the uh, services after the first leg of the pick five was run. You're not allowed to do that, technically. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they did it. So that was out of the norm also. So just like that was out of the norm, they certainly could have refunded the money. I guess it was over a million dollars. Right. Listen, uh, you got to give them credit for at least stepping up, but, but it was not. Listen, Andy certainly did a terrific job. It was no powder puff uh, interview. Right. You know, he, he, he laced it into him. 
And the guy, unfortunately, looked like a deer in the headlights, but uh, obviously he's not used to going on the air and explaining things like this, I'm sure. Okay. Listen, the whole thing was a mess. What are we going to do? We turn the page, we move forward. That's what gamblers do. They're not happy. They get the bad end of the stick every time. Right. It's another situation where that happened. Mm. They think by seeding $100,000 into the pool, it's only a gesture. It doesn't mean anything. Right. And, you know, no one's going to bet the pick five because they're throwing $100,000 into the pool. Right. And, you know, but they had to do something. And, and they think that it, what they did, you know, it, again, it wasn't the right answer, but at least they showed some sort of effort and they didn't just ignore everybody like usually is the case. All right. Now, we got to remind everybody this is not in, in uh Respect to what happened yesterday with the blackout. This is what happened on Sunday with the um, taking the, the races of the, off yeah. the turf. Now, my understanding, my my for the six race. Right, my Sorry. understanding was that the NTRA made the decision twenty five minutes before the announcement. I heard. You think that's true? But, yeah, I do believe it's true because whatever happened, the turf race was a few races when that horse broke down and the other horse was eased up was a few races before. So they obviously didn't find that with two minutes to post of the first leg of the pick five that they wanted to take the grasses off. They knew those races were coming off. That's what we discussed it yesterday on yeah, the show. Yeah. That's what made it look a thousand times worse. At right. least either back up post 20 minutes and give everybody an opportunity to cancel tickets, to change mm -hmm. their bets. You know, that's what was bad about it. And again, they had enough time. I'm sure they knew somebody dropped the ball here. Again, it happened. There's nothing we could do. We can't turn the clock back and we got to move forward. And uh, and it, it was just a mess. It looks terrible. And again, it's over with. Let's move on. Well, as far as, by the way, uh, the Preakness moving back to a month. Are they crazy? Did they lose their minds here? <laughs> they didn't even discuss it with Myra. They just went and made this, this move well, on their own, knowing I, the Belmont Stakes is going to be a week later? I think they're floating this idea. I don't think it's set in stone. I think they floated it out there to see if they can get NYRA maybe to move it back. So that's something they'll... We'll uh, continue to watch it uh, in in uh, days and weeks and months to come. But uh, as far as uh, the stuff going on in Saratoga, it, yeah, that was a mess on Sunday. And then another spillover yesterday. Let's hope they keep the lights on, the power on, and all the races stay on, whatever's <laughs> happening today. Because after all, one Mr. Jonathan Ardoon, you know, uh, got a winner for us yesterday at 1060, buddy. Yeah, we got up uh, finally one in those. Uh, yeah. We've been running a, a lot of seconds, but uh, yeah. maybe that's the start of good things to come. All right. Now, we have two Breeders' Cup winning your in races this weekend, the four-star Dave and the Beverly D. And the four-star Dave drew seven, which is kind of nice. Now, this is set for the inner turf course, a half-million-dollar grade one. And you've got uh, Emmanuel, full uh, screen, My Sea Cottage, Annapolis, So High, Cesar Creed, and ice chocolate going in this race. And you got the usual yeah. uh, trainers, uh, Cassie and Mott and Pletcher. And uh, Cassie's, you know Cassie's got three in the race. Pletcher's got two. Where is Chad Brown? Can you imagine a four-star day without a Chad Brown horse in it? I'm shocked. Uh, me too. <laughs> I, I started looking. I said, okay, well, I want to see how many of the seven are Chad Brown. Yeah. No, 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 no. What? No Chad Brown? Mark Cassie has three horses. Was there a misprint? Are those really Chad Brown horses? <laughs> Who knows? Bupkis for Chad Brown and a uh, win you in your end. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but could you imagine at Saratoga in the four-star yeah. Dave? I mean, you know, I would say he won it a few times. Yeah. This is very surprising to me. Yeah, well, it's typical of the full moon over Saratoga this year, <laughs> I guess. And the Beverly D, of course, part of the three major races they used to hold on Arlington Million Day at Arlington Park, now switched to Colonial Downs. And uh, they have seven in that race. Fev Rover is the uh, at two to one. Jan's Girl, Romanga Mia, Mais Insane, De Dia, Gina Romantica, and Rock Rocky Sky in that race. Uh, Got to tell you, outside of maybe Ro um, Gina Romantica, I I'm not too familiar with any of them. Well, I know, and it's, it just sounds strange, the Arlington Million to be run at Colonial Downs, but I guess last year they ran it at uh, Ellis, didn't they? Or, or Church uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a moving target, I guess. <laughs> in any case, uh, you'll be glad to know that Chad Brown has two entered in the seven-horse field of the uh, the Beverly D. So. Oh, that's more like yeah. it. Yeah. Now, do you uh, do you have do you have a uh, an, an idea of either one of those two races before we get your pick today? I, I will. I will be doing them. Oh, oh tomorrow. Have, uh, we could go over them tomorrow, okay. and I will be doing a sheet for Colonial Downs for this weekend because it is their biggest day of the year. It is absolutely their biggest day. Our biggest day is trying to get a parlay from one day to the other with you and a pick at Saratoga. Easy pickings. Let's go to the ninth race today at Saratoga, which was originally scheduled for the turf. It had a full field of 14. I'm sure there are going to be some late scratches, but the field should stay intact. And I love the number seven horse in here, Deputy Deputy Connect. This is a four-year-old called from the Brad Cox Barn, Flavian Prada board to ride. This race will now be run at a mile, a mile on the main track. This horse ran a big figure, two starts back at a mile at Ellis Park. Last time out, he was going a mile and eighth cuts back in distance today, and uh, they're expecting rain later in the day. That will only help this horse. He loves moisture in the track. Number yeah. seven, Deputy Connect, the wins today's ninth race out at Saratoga. And that man, Flavian Pratt, is aboard. Ninth race, the seven, Deputy Connect, the seven and the ninth at Saratoga. What about uh, the beach? Let's go to the sixth race, five furlongs on the turf. And I like the number two horse in here, Acquired Class. Uh, this is a three-year-old going to the Peter Miller barn, Diego Herrera board to ride. This horse ran very well two and uh, three starts back. His last two races, he actually has excuses. Last time out, he went long. He wanted no part of it. Two starts back, he was running off of Lasix, goes back on Lasix today, cuts back in distance. The price is right, five to one on the morning line. Number two, Acquired Class. Wins today's sixth race out at Del Mar. Del Mar, sixth race, the two is the key. Jonathan Ardoon's play number two, acquired class in the sixth. Don't forget full sheets for Saratoga and Del Mar right now at Jonathan's website. Thank you, Ralph. Stay safe, be well. We'll chat tomorrow. Hopefully, we get through today with uh, no hiccups. <laughs> I hope so, my man. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. We're coming back with the Woodbine Report, Ernie Perry's Clocker Report, coming up next. Racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. 
All right, back on uh, race day. Time to get you Ernie Perry's clock reports for today at Woodbine. They come in back-to-back races. His first selection is in the fifth race. In the fifth race, Ernie Perry's clock report likes number one, Makisma. Number one, Makisma had a workout of 48.20. Nice comeback work off a win. Same class. The horse is in form. He likes number one, Makisma in the fifth. And then in the sixth race, a maiden race on the turf for three-year-olds and up. He likes number six, Painted Glory. Painted Glory worked 101.20, and he thinks the filly wants to run all day. This is a mile and a quarter race on the turf. He picks up uh, Stein, and uh, who had a good weekend, he said. So he's going with uh, some uh, hot uh, angles in the sixth race. He likes the six, Painted Glory. So the fifth race, the one. The sixth race, the six. And... Um, you could do a rolling double, too. The 1-6 rolling double from the 5th to the 6th race. Ernie Perry's Clocker Report for Woodbine. We come back with Rich Ang. We still have John and Jerry yet to go, so don't go away. We are now in the fast lane. Los Alamitos has a big pick six carryover of over $45,000 this Saturday night. And with the new money to be wagered on Saturday, the total pool could be over $190,000. Remember, racing fans, Los Alamitos offers a traditional $2 pick six with no jackpot provisions. Our first post on Saturday night follows the final race at Del Mar. It should be a great pick six sequence at beautiful Los Alamitos Racecourse. And as always, the best of quarter horse racing continues at Los Alamitos Racecourse every Saturday and Sunday night, featuring two of night racing's best bets the early and late pick fours looking for a great spot to enjoy the live racing action the vessels club has a great table just for you inside seating and patio tables are available for reservations call 714-820-2681 and of course burgard sports bar is open for every live racing program the best of racing a great pick six wager always at los alamitos remember we have a pick six carryover of over forty-five thousand dollars this saturday night all right, back on race day, Las Vegas. Time to go out to Rich Ang standing by, and then I have a surprise handicapper for you. All right, Rich, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. Well, uh, we're back at Del Mar, and all I can say is Saratoga, you kind of sympathize with all the things that are going on with them, huh? Yeah, I heard you and Jonathan talking about it. Uh, I, I myself have, did not have a chance to hear the uh David O'Rourke, Andy Sterling interview, but uh, on Twitter it seemed like uh, a lot of people gave kudos to Andy that he actually uh, did a, uh, a an investigative uh, yeah. interview. Wouldn't let his own boss off the hook. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of people are angry about all that stuff, but we're not angry with Del Mar because they got full fields, good gambling every day, nice weather. Good stuff going on down there. You have your selections for Del Mar today. All eight races right now at the RacedayLasVegas.com website. And uh, we'll get a pick from you right away. Yeah, let's go to uh, race number five at Del Mar. Oh, oh, by the way, let me thank John Lindner for getting me off the schneid on Sunday. Mm. <laughs> I, I ended up picking this horse. I didn't know I picked this horse. Yeah, this horse ran great. yeah he, he was the owner of that horse, or part owner. Yeah, the horse in the last race on, on Sunday. Yep. Race five, Ralph. It's a mile on the main track. Let's go with the number six post facto five to one in the morning line. Mm-hmm. This horse dropping down way down in class for John Sadler. He gets Tiago Pereira. I think this horse gets a really nice trip and hopefully punches in the late 
25 win place, two for the ROI, number six, post facto, race five. All right, fifth race, uh, the anchor race in the early pick five and early pick four. Fifth race, the six post facto, uh, number six, post facto. Rich Ang's uh, play in the fifth race, the six horse. For the race day listeners, get the rest right now at the racedaylasvegas.com websites. Thanks, for, uh, thanks a lot, Rich. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, thanks, Al. Good luck, everybody. All right. Now, you know, we have this guy on when Los Alamitos has thoroughbred racing, but why not have him come on uh, when we can get him for thoroughbred racing anywhere else in Southern California? So I bring in Bob Mazursky. Bob, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I know you're looking at Del Mar. Uh, so far, your impressions of the uh, meet this uh, this year? Well, it's been great. I mean, like you said, full field, a lot of great gambling opportunities, but some really good racing. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been the summer meet of uh, choice this meet uh, this year because, you know, like you said, uh, the Saratogas had so many problems. It's unfortunate for them that what can go wrong has gone wrong, and it's just unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, no question about that. Uh, now, I know you cover Southern California racing uh, throughout the year, so uh, where can they find your uh, so- selections uh, for Del Mar this year? Well, I'm in all of the uh, Southern California news group papers, which includes the LA Daily News, Orange County Register, Long Beach Press, Telegram, among others, and then I do daily selections at uh, com as well. For handicapping purposes, people looking at Del Mar, anything that's out of the ordinary that's not the usual basic principles of handicapping for Del Mar? Well, early in the meet, it was a really rally-wide. You wanted to be on the outside. I think it's uh, gotten a little more fair as the meet has gone on, but that's typical. There's usually rally-wide periods at Del Mar where outside horses have all the edge. And then the turf course, usually early in the meet, the Closers dominate on the grass, but as the meet goes on and they start to wear down the course a bit, it, speed does a lot better. So I think those are the main things. And speed has been really good in the five furlong turf sprints, uh, especially of late. Hey, Bob, give us a winner. I'm going to go to the last race of the day, and I'm going to take a horse that's trying grass for the first time, number two, Mongolian Wind. I thought he had a nice prep comeback race at uh, Los Al, sprinting on the dirt. That's not his game. He finished third in the race. The Alpine Thunder, the horse that finished second, came back to win at Los Al. I think if this horse handles the grass, he's uh, certainly good enough. This will be a second race after nearly a year on the sidelines. So number two, Mongolian win in race eight. Eighth and final, number two, Mongolian win. Uh, Ramon Vasquez aboard a nice six to one to close out the card in the eighth race, the two, Mongolian win. And don't forget, you can get Bob's stuff all over the place in Southern California. And I guess the folks can go on the Internet and get it as well, right? That is correct. You go to todaysracingdigest.com, you'll find it there. And then at the Southern California News Group papers, you can just uh, click on the paper of choice, and you should be able to find the stuff there as well. All right. Thanks a lot. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully we can have you on the show at least a couple of times a week, huh? Yeah, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. I plan on being on every Thursday and Friday if, uh, if you have me. Uh, we will have you always. You know that, Bob. Thanks so much, my man. All right. You take care. Talk to you tomorrow. All righty. Good stuff, huh? We're going to get Bob with us. That's all right. All right, so here's the deal. John and Jerry wrap it up like they normally do, so we'll be right back with uh, John Lindo. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. 
Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, back on Race Day Las Vegas, time to bring in John Lindo. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you doing? Well, we're back uh, racing in Southern California. It's uh, kind of overcast and uh, maybe, maybe a few drops of rain here and there. Who knows here in town? But what about uh, down there, Del Mar? Yeah, we're overcast right now, but it tends to break away you know, mid-morning. And, uh, you know, by the time we get to the TV in the afternoon, you'll see that sun over the beach, and you'll wonder why you're not here. All right, time to get started with some of the statistics. How about jockey and trainer standings? Leading jockey so far, Juan Hernandez. He's, he's serving the final day of a three-day suspension today. He's the leading jockey. He's got 15 wins. Hector Barrios serves on one day. He's a suspension today. He's second with 13. And Humberto Rispoli is third with 12. As far as the uh, trainers, Phil DeMato is your leading trainer. He's got 10 winners. Bob Baffert has nine. And you have Doug O'Neill and Peter Miller tied for third with seven. A couple guys who have not hit the ground running at uh, Del Mar. As far as the jocks go, Drayden Van Dyke, 0 for 21 at the meet. Yeah. And as far as trainers, George Papa Padromo, 0 for 22 to start the meet. And we want to say that both of those individuals are much better than those stats show. So when uh, the, the dam breaks, you might want to jump on board with these guys. That's for sure. How many uh, fav- favorites? Oh, percentage of favorites. They, they moved back to where, where the norm is. They're right at 33% for the meet. All right. Ship and wins today? We've got nine entered in that are eligible for the ship and win purse uh, bonuses at Del Mar. So always take a second look to see because they're usually in live spots. Now, John, uh, you and I have uh, said several times that uh, Del Mar is spreading the wealth there, but um, there's been a whole lot of trainers, different trainers who have won at Del Mar so far. And you, uh, you put uh, a little bit of a count on it, didn't you? Yeah, through Sunday, my unofficial count uh, for the first three weeks, 47 different trainers oh. have won a race so far at Del Mar. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that, well, that's what makes it fun to, to wager on, too, because now you're getting different barns and, and new looks, and it, uh, you know, there's usually some value when that goes along with that. No kidding. And uh, Kent DeSormo taking days? Uh, Kent's going to – he starts a three-day suspension today. Uh, he, he had a writing infraction on St. Ignacio back on July the 30th, so three days off for Kent. Now, everybody, I'm going to tell you again, as they often do, get that Lindell Report at the South Point. That's the only place you can get it here in Las Vegas. The Lindell Report covers all the races, all the goody information we just talked about and a suggested late pick for Why, Ralph? Because there have been 109 races run at Del Mar, and John has had 30 winners as top selections out of that 109. Do the math, 27.5% flat profit. 
$1.16 for every buck laid out, and that's a pretty darn good in a, in a meat like Del Mar that has a whole bunch of different variables. Linda report every day, Southern California, at the South Point Racebook, free of charge, because the South Point loves horse players, that's for sure. And, uh, John, you've been doing a great job uh, on the on the sheet there, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. It, it, it's Again, you get something new and uh, big fields to work with. It, it's been a lot of fun every day opening it up and getting to work. I, I would imagine you are, uh, you know, you, you take a look at Saratoga and all that. Uh, they're, they're going through some uh, trying times there. Yeah, uh, you know, it's one of those, like Bob Mazursky said, it seems like everything that can go wrong can go wrong. You know, they took that steeplechase off the, the, the race, off the grass yesterday. They canceled that, and then they have a cancellation in the middle of the card. You, you know, all that starting and stopping, and I think it's nice they're seeding that pool on uh, on Saturday, but just my personal opinion, I don't want to put my money in there to chase the money that they took from me last week when they pulled those races off right before the the pick five started. Yeah, I know that's it's a mess, that's for sure. All right, uh, want to remind everybody that uh, tomorrow's first post time, the usual twilight post time for the first first couple of weeks was four p.m., but the days are getting shorter, right, John? Yeah, and the jockeys were saying they're having trouble seeing down the backside when the sun's sitting right in their eyes. So they go 3.30 this Friday, 3.30 next week, and then they move to 3 o'clock the final few weeks of the meet. And, folks, you know as well as I do, if you're driving on the freeway or driving on any road and the sun starts shining right in your eyes, not good for vision, that's for sure. So a good move there to keep everything as safe as possible. All right, we got uh, eight races today at Del Mar, a new week. John, where are we going with the pick? Race three at Del Mar in the third race, number two, Penn Street. Missed the break on the far outside post. Got in some traffic last time. Ran third for a $16,000 tag. She now has a race over the track. Drops uh, down to the $8,000 level with a clean break. I think she'll fall into a good tracking spot. Four to one on the program, number two, Penn Street. Race three, Del Mar. All right. A quick just thought. Uh, you know, yeah, We heard Jonathan say about the changing uh, the date of the Preakness Stakes for the Triple Crown. Well, you know, it's, it's they're considering it, uh, but I would think that the three Triple Crown tracks would work together to set up the you system. You're so. not going to change the Preakness yeah. and then have the Belmont Stakes one week later. That no. just won't work. No, I know. I think that, like I said, that's running up the flagpole there, that's for sure. Hey, John, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, you got it. Good luck today. All right. You got it, my man. Now we do have Jerry Jackowitz. He, he, he shows up. Good morning, Jerry. Hey. I owe everybody a big apology for uh, yesterday. I don't a, know what happened. <laughs> uh, well, uh, whatever happened, we hope everything is safe and fine. Oh, That's yeah. Good. No, everything is fine. All right. Just, uh, well, uh, you've been watching Trials and Tribulations at Saratoga. Tough times for that uh, track right now, huh? Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess so. I, I um, you know, I really don't know what to say. It's one of those things. I just, yeah, uh, we'll get through think it. I you, think you and John uh, covered it pretty good. So. All right. Now, real quick. Uh, the power pages out there, Jerry J's power pages, uh, turf races are off the turf. And so what do they do for the power pages with the uh, turf races? Yeah, well, the power pages are made for the turf so that you can't use them. What you can look for is P's and M's that give you some idea about horses who might handle the dirt better. I don't know that it's exactly the right thing to do because I don't think it's going to be wet and sloppy. No, it isn't. The track is labeled fast. Right. So, you know, I, I don't, it's just like one of those things. But one of the things that I have found mm-hmm. is that when you're comparing turf horses to turf horses and they're running on the dirt, the numbers hold up perfectly well. Okay. They actually hold up perfectly. But, you know, you can't compare 
them to a horse that's coming in off the MTO. So. Okay. Time to get started. We got uh, about a minute and a half to get uh, two picks. Yeah. Saratoga. And I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that they're off the turf. So I must Sa- say that. All right, Saratoga. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna pass on Saratoga for the moment because I had a turf race I was gonna give you. So we'll okay, come go back ahead. to that Del in a minute. Let's go to Del Mar to the seventh race. Stay and scan the three horse. Just looks faster than these. This mm-hmm. filly looks just faster than me, and you know, really good connections. And I have to give it a shot at five to two. So I'll take the six. Mm-hmm. I mean, the three stay at scam. Make mm-hmm. a nice win bet here. Play the three over the one, four, six, and eight. All right. So in the seventh race at Del Mar, you like number three, stay and scam the three. The linkups are one, four, six, eight, and reverse. Two dollar ROI on the three in the seventh at Del Mar, Saratoga. Okay, let's go to uh, let's go to race number eight. Okay, let's do that. And we're going to take a shot with Moving Pictures, who's um, my top-rated horse. It's the five horse, only five to two. So watch the price. I wouldn't go uh, below I, that. Uh, that's the eighth race. The five Moving Pictures, right? Right. Okay. Number five, and uh, for exactness, I guess we'll use uh, Pine Valley Sways. Sways and. Sways and Whatever, the, that's the eight horse. Okay. okay. All right, so you got the five moving pitchers over the three Scotto, the eight, whatever it, uh, the name is, and the nine Pine Valley. You got the five Correct. over three, eight, nine, and reverse. And uh, that's your audible at Saratoga in the eighth race. Correct. Pa- power pages for Del Mar Saratoga at uh, jerryjspowerpage.com. We are past our time, so just go ahead and say it. Have a great race day, everybody. 